T-S-N-Y. Welcome to Small Ball Radio. I'm your host, Danny Small, the editor-in-chief of Elite Sports NY and a writer for Action Rush. You can follow me on Twitter at DWSmall8, and you can follow the pod at Small Ball Radio. Thanks for joining me. Uh, First things first, SBR can be found wherever you find your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and more. Now with that housekeeping out of the way, let's dive in. Uh, I haven't had a small ball radio episode in a little while. Been focusing on the writing and just with so much sport, so much sports going on, been pretty busy. Uh, but I think now with football season kind of uh, right around the corner, and just you know in general with my career, been diving more into the sports betting industry. I think I'm going to be doing more sports betting stuff, uh, more shows kind of like this where it's a solo just talking through some picks, some plays. Uh, Today we'll get into some NFL futures, talk a little bit about NBA, NHL uh, as well, but mostly mostly NFL today. Um, Futures, and I'll talk a little bit about the opening night game between Chiefs and Texans. I just put out a uh, a betting preview on Action Rush. You can go check that out. Uh, But in a little bit, I'll go through – uh, kind of what I'm thinking about with that game, because with uh, with everything going on, no preseason, a lot of things up in the air. I think it's a very tough, tough game to call. Uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, and just with this is the first small ball radio episode where I'm really getting into the gambling stuff, you know, kind of touched on it in a few other episodes. Uh, but first things first, I am not a sharp at all. I'm not a, I'm not a, a guy you I'm ever going to be selling picks or anything like you don't, I don't want you guys, uh, you know, tailing me on every pick. Cause I'm just like you probably just a regular role, you know, Joe Schmo better. Uh, I have my hot streaks. I'm on a little bit of a hot streak right now with NHL, basically just firing on the Islanders every game. Uh, but I also, you know, like every D gen better. I have, some cold spells. So this is more just to talk through some plays, talk through what, you know, is going through my head, uh, you know, kind of get into the NFL season um, and see how we do with it this year. Uh, but again, I wouldn't be <clears throat> going crazy tailing me or anything like that. I think that's probably, uh, <laughs> you're probably not going to do so, so well if that's, uh, if that's all you're doing because the house always wins. And uh, I, I think I know better than anyone that that is a true statement. Um, just a little background, I guess. Uh, I live and work in New York, but I'm close enough to the border in Jersey, just a, a short drive where I can pop over and make bets because obviously um, online sports betting is legal in New Jersey. It's popping off there. It's, you know, it's gigantic and you don't have to live there. You can just drive over the border and place your bets, come home, no problems, no questions asked. Um, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this either live in New Jersey or live close to, to the border. So I'm sure I'm not telling you anything that's going to surprise you or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like, that's kind of where I'm at right now um, in terms of making my bets each week. 
uh, I'll drive, drive over there, you know, a couple times a week or whatever. Um, so it sucks. I can't live bet stuff. I can't do, you know, I can't do shit like that where, you know, I'm, I'm getting in early and often it's more, you know, I make a, I make a couple trips out. I have, I have stuff written down. I have stuff in my head that I want to do. Um, and I take the odds, you know, when I can get them. So it does kind of suck with that. But on the bright side, if you've read any of my work um, for ESNY in the past, I have been doing a lot of reporting on mobile sports betting coming to New York because right now sports betting is legal in New York. A lot of people don't know that sports betting is legal, but it's only legal at a few upstate books. So for me, a lot of people will call Rockin County upstate, but it's not. <laughs> um, but that's a story for a different day. But for me, I, it's not feasible to drive all the way up there and go place bets at the books. Um, you know, it's just New York is leaving a lot of money on the table there. But there is hope on the horizon. Uh, New York is looking like it's going to pass a mobile sports betting bill in 2020. Uh, there's some optimism there. People who I talk to are, you know, pretty gung-ho on it uh, for a while. Governor Cuomo and Speaker Hasty were holding it up. But it does kind of look like we're moving in the right direction with that. So hopefully it gets passed in 2020. What that means is that it'll take a little bit of time before it's up and running and before you have your DraftKings and your FanDuel and, you know, your your apps that <clears throat> are, you know, fully up and running for you to, you know, place bets on. But I'm being told that Super Bowl or March Madness is a possible opening date for some of these books, which would be huge for, you know, sports bettors in the state of New York. I know just for me, I wouldn't have to make that 15, 20 minute drive into Jersey. Uh, people who are too far away from the border to do that wouldn't, you know, would finally be able to uh, kind of jump on the bandwagon. Um, you know, there's so many illegal, uh, you know, offshore books that people use and, um, you know, a lot of that money going into Jersey just with people like me be good for the state of New York, but hopefully we'll have more on that a little bit, um, you know, in the near future. Uh, but that's, that's currently something to monitor and something going on. Um, and like I said, I'm not a sharp, I, uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you my picks are always going to be right or anything like that. I hope they are, you know, it'd be nice for my bankroll personally, but I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your, uh, up your ass on that. But what I can do is I'm always on the look for the best promos at different places. Um, I write about, I write about them a fair amount. Um, but I'm always, you know, just for my own personal looking out for them too, because it's a lot of times it's free money or great odds. So, you know, best promos, sign-up bonuses at DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, BetMGM, FoxBet, uh, Unibet, you know, wherever else you can imagine because there's a million books in Jersey like that. I do keep a close eye on that. So if I have something like that to give you guys, I'll always, um, always put that out there and I'll even uh, – I'll, I'll link to it underneath the um, – underneath the the tweets and the you know the facebook posts because i do have a facebook page for small ball radio as well uh so i'll i'll link to that kind of stuff when i bring it up in the episode i actually have two promos today to tell you about first one is easy money it's a max bet of 50 but this is a guaranteed no-brainer winner this is just it's easy DraftKings has the Chiefs as 101-point underdogs against the Texans on opening night. Yeah, that's not a joke. 101-point underdogs. 
like I said, it's a max bet of 50. So you're only going to make, I think, 45, 50 on it uh, with the juice. So you're not going to be, you know, you, you're not going to be sending the kids to college with this money or anything like that. But it's a nice little way to add a little bit to your bankroll. Um, and if you're wondering why the hell would DraftKings and, you know, other, other places when they do offers like this, why the hell are they doing it? It's just good marketing, you know, gets, gets maybe the attention of a few people who haven't been betting for a while, get them to jump back in it. Uh, this one is all users. So, you know, don't have to worry about just being a new user, but same principle applies to, you know, like sign up bonuses and, um, you know, sign new users have, you know, X bet, you know, that are just these no brainers. They're just trying to get people on the app and get people, you know, starting to wager. It's just, it's good business for them, even if they're giving away, you know, 45, 50 to however many people jump in on this. So that's the first one I have. And then the second one is Kentucky Derby Saturday points bet. You cannot bet on the Kentucky Derby at points bet. So that's unfortunate, but Tis Law is the presumptive favorite. Sounds like he's, you know, a lot, a lot of the people I'm listening to and hearing from are saying that, you know, basically you can't go wrong betting on him. I mean, you're not going to get a ton of great odds on him and whatnot, but with points bet, if you sign, if new users sign up with points bet and you use an exclusive um, action rush code, which I'll link in the tweet and on Facebook, if you use those promo codes, you can get $150 in free bets if Tis the Law wins. So all you need to do to qualify for that is sign up with PointsBet and place one real money wager. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a big wager right there. You can do, you know, five, ten bucks, whatever the case may be on, you know, a baseball game on Friday or Saturday, something like that. All you need to do is sign up, place that one wager, and then you're qualified to get that 150 in free bets if Tis the Law wins. Now, the one thing, Tis the Law is in a post position, 17, he's in number 17, that has never won the Kentucky Derby before, but he is going off at three to five odds. So I think you look past that post position and you you think just the fact that he's such an overwhelming favorite after winning the Belmont Stakes that, you know, you can't really go wrong with this points bet promo. You're really not putting much onto the table, just that, you know, five ten dollar bet whatever the case may be throw that out there and then you're you're qualified for that 150 dollars in free bets so i'll put that promo code um i'll put that promo code in the tweet and and on facebook and whatever um and get you guys set up with that now just gonna get into a couple sports betting things just uh figure probably not everyone listening to this is like a diehard sports better um but one of the good things about Jersey is there are a million books, like I said. And if you have multiple accounts open at multiple books, you can take advantage of all the different promos they offer and you can search for the best prices on the games because DraftKings might have, you know, the Chiefs as, and I, I, don't, I'm, I don't have the lines right in front of me, but DraftKings I think has Chiefs at like minus nine and a half favorites over the Texans. Another book may have them as minus 10. So you'd obviously want to go with the nine and a half. So when you have multiple accounts open at multiple books, you can search for the best prices on things. You can kind of uh, shop around and really get the best bang for your buck. Um, I know a lot of people just are like, I just want the best one. I want DraftKings or, you know, some people prefer FanDuel or PointsBet or whatever. Some people are like, I just want the one and I'll just stick to that. 
that's fine. That's cool. Um, but I would recommend having multiple accounts so you can do that, that price shopping. Um, and actually on Action Rush, we have um, in my, uh, my Thursday Night Football, the, the opening night betting promo, we have, a little, uh, we have a little thing with the odds and it tells you the best price at every book. So if you're looking for that, you, know, you don't have to search around and do a, a manual search of every book. You can just go to Action Rush, look at my betting preview, and you can find the best, the best odds everywhere right there. So um, I guess moving on a little bit here, uh, get into some NFL futures. I actually put, uh, I mean, I, it's, oh, I guess it's relative to, uh, to whatever your bankroll is. But for me, at least, I put a considerable amount of money down on the Jets. Basically, every Jets future that I could, I've got them uh, all at DraftKings, uh, which I honestly didn't really shop around much. I just kind of, I had a, I had a hot streak in DraftKings from the Islanders just dominating so far these playoffs. Uh, so I had a ton of money in DraftKings, and I figured why not sprinkle a little bit on some Jets futures, and they're my favorite team. So if they win, beautiful. If they don't, at least the Isles bankrolled that for me. Uh, so I have them to win the Super Bowl. I have them to win AFC, AFC East, to make the playoffs over six and a half wins, Sam Darnold MVP. All of those are long shot odds, so I didn't have to put a ton of, skin, a ton of money down to feel like I had some skin in the game. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm a diehard Jets fan, but I'm also not completely delusional. I also took every Jets spread listed on DraftKings for the year. They had 14 of them. I don't recall off the top of my head which weeks and which games weren't listed, but I think I just I think it was like $15 a game or so, you know something like that. Sprinkled a little bit on, so you know if the Jets win on a week and they cover that spread, beautiful because they were underdogs for the most part. So if my team wins, get a little you know $20 or so jumping back into my account can't hurt. Gives me a little skin in the game on each Jets game so far this year. I'm sure a lot of times when I like the odds or I'm feeling particularly delusional, I'll throw more money on the Jets. But I figured I got all this Isles money burning a hole in my, uh, in my DraftKings account. Might as well throw a little bit of it on, uh, on the Jets. Because go gangrene. I mean, I'm, Jets, are my, Jets are my number number one, you know, my bottom bitch. That's, I mean, I, I'm just – I'm as crazy a Jets fan as you can be. So uh, it was nice this year to kind of come in and have have a little bit of uh, of breathing room to throw to throw a little bit of money down. Because hey, who knows? Maybe the Jets overperform and shock everyone, win the AFC East, and you know I take home a little bit of scratch. That wouldn't be the uh, the worst thing in the world. So <clears throat> now moving on to something, I guess a little more realistic winners kind of things I like I'm definitely going to make it down to Jersey sometime this weekend uh before Thursday night um at the very latest so I'm going to probably sprinkle a little bit on some futures that I like um I guess I'll just start with a team I don't like actually who is definitely up there um I think they are right now on DraftKings they are third in odds to win uh, the Super Bowl. <clears throat> That's the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not a huge fan of teams that lose the Super Bowl the year after. I think, you know, other than a couple of years where it was, you know, the Patriots, um, 
Seahawks, I think, a couple times did okay the year after they lost in the Super Bowl. Um, the year after they lost in the Super Bowl, the Patriots. I think they went back to the playoffs the year after. Patriots always are good, so I think they're an outlier. But there's almost always, always, always a Super Bowl hangover for that team that gets right there but misses. I think you see it almost every year. So with that being said, I like 49ers under 10 and a half wins. I think that's, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call it a safe, safe play, but I think that's something that I'm kind of looking at uh, fading that team that loses the Super Bowl even better than the under because that under 10 and a half is minus 125 on DraftKings. So I don't love those odds. But no playoffs for the Niners is at plus two sixty. So I I, I pretty much I, I like those odds just because I'll get into the other teams in the division in a little bit. But I think that NFC West is gonna be tough this year. I think Seahawks are a legit Super Bowl contender. <clears throat> um the, you know, the Rams aren't terrible. They're a couple years removed from the Super Bowl, and they are a team that did have a Super Bowl hangover, so keep that in mind. Um, but I think the Cardinals are going to be a little bit better this year, too. I mean, I think year two of Kyler Murray, just get DeAndre Hopkins, so that offense is going to be a little bit better. I think the 49ers are going to have a tough time making the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see them in the mix with eight or nine wins going into the last two games of the season type thing where they are right on the cusp there. But I, I kind of like that play. I kind of like fading fading that Super Bowl hangover team. Um you know, it really is just kind of something that I always look at. And I, in general, I'm not a huge, like, uh, I love throwing a ton of money on futures in really any sport. But if there was something that I was looking at this year, I think fading the Niners is something that I'm interested in. And the thing is, I mean, they're still going to be, I think they're still going to be good. I, I just, I'm, I'm really caught up on this Super Bowl hangover thing because they do have that good defensive line. Uh, you know Shanahan knows how to coach an offense, but is Garoppolo going to take a step forward or kind of stay in the same place, maybe take a step back? Um, you know, how can that defense perform better than they did last year? Are they going to take a little bit of a step back too? I just uh, – <clears throat> I feel pretty confident saying that the Niners are not going to be as good as they were last year. And moving on a little bit to a team that I do kind of like, and maybe not necessarily more than a team like the Chiefs or the or the Ravens, because I think those two teams are deserving of being one-two in odds to win the Super Bowl. But a team I like simply because their odds, their quarterback, and I guess I don't know if you'd call them the quarterback of the defense, but their best defensive player. I like the Seahawks at plus 2,000 and the over on their wins at nine and a half. Uh, they're also plus 1,000 to win the NFC. So if you're really, uh, if you're really gung-ho on the Chiefs or the Ravens, uh, you can go with them to win the NFC there. But I think the defense in Seattle is going to get a lot better just with having a weapon like Jamal Adams because he's a safety who can do everything. He can rush the quarterback. Um, he might be the best safety to rush the quarterback in history I mean he he almost broke the record for most sacks in a season by safety last might have even been for, by DB last year so he can rush the quarterback if you want to move him up into the box he can also defend the run he's got incredible instincts uh he you can 
put him on tight ends, put him on wide receivers. You can have him go single high and, and have him over the top. He can really do anything that you can ask him. And I, it sucks for me as a Jets fan seeing him go. Jets got a haul, and I'm super, super happy with that haul that, that Joe Douglas got because he got like a quarterback-type haul for Jamal Adams. But the reason why he did is because Adams is a generational talent. And I think he's going to take that defense to an, another level this year. And I think they have Russell Wilson, who people forget because Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are very deserving of all the praise that they're getting. But I think Russell Wilson is an absolute stud who is a Super Bowl winner and can definitely bring his team back there. So – if you like Russell Wilson too, he's plus 800 on MVP odds. For, for my taste, that's just – I wouldn't put money down on somebody like Russell Wilson at plus 800 or Lamar Jackson at plus 700 or Patrick Mahomes at plus 400 because it's just, to me, the, I, I would like to find value in someone, you know, maybe a little bit lower in the odds. Uh, same kind of concept here goes with the Seahawks. I'm, I like them at plus 2,000. Chiefs, if you gun to my head and you say, you know, live or die, you got to pick the next Super Bowl winner, I'm probably going Chiefs, but they're plus 600. Ravens are plus 650. Don't love putting futures on a team with odds like that. I kind of like trying to find the value. Uh, Years ago when Russell Westbrook won the MVP, which there's a case to be made that Harden deserved it that year, but that's a story for a different day. But that year, I forget what the odds were, but they were something like plus 2,500 or, you know, plus 2,000, something in that range. And I took Russell Westbrook because I figured, you know, KD's gone. He's going to just be on the war path. And, you know, he he took it home. I think, you know, Curry that year was high. Uh, LeBron James, I'm sure, was very uh, – well, actually, Curry probably wasn't that high because of Durant, but LeBron was probably, you know, like the odds-on favorite to win it that year. Harden was probably pretty high there. Um, but I thought, you know, taking a chance on a guy like that is better than, you know, taking the odds-on favorite to win that. So that's just kind of where my head is at when I'm when I'm thinking of, uh, you know, who I want to take. Uh, and speaking of MVPs and player futures and all that, Aaron Rodgers MVP plus 3,000 on DraftKings. Hmm, I mean, yeah, they brought in Jordan Love. Maybe that's a little motivation for him. I don't know. Packers, I think, are still going to be decent. I mean, that's another good division there. That NFC North is is tough, and it's going to be tough, I think, top to bottom. I think people are underselling the lines a little bit. Um, But I think all four teams there are good. But Rodgers, I mean, dude can still sling it. He still, I think he still has has a little bit left in the tank. Um, <clears throat> he, he, this could be like an an fu season from him. You know, they they drafted his successor, kind of the same thing that happened to him or happened to Brett Favre with with Rogers. I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to bet the farm on Rogers, but plus three thousand, wouldn't mind sprinkling a little bit on him, especially. Especially with the, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are are expecting Tom Brady to have that resurgence, going to Tampa Bay and having all these weapons and, you know, new new Tom Brady with Gronk and all that. I think Aaron Rodgers kind of flying under the radar a little bit as a guy who can uh, who can really make some noise this year. So I don't know, maybe sprinkle a little bit on him. I don't have much on 
defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year that I really love. Um, I just think it's, it's interesting that there are two pairs of brothers uh, in the top six to win defensive player of the year right now. You have the Watts, J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt are both plus 1,400. And then you have the Boses, where Nick Bose is plus 1,400, Joey Bose is plus 2,000. Then you have Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack are the other two that round out that, that top six there. Uh, I think you got to go with a pass rusher if you're, if you're betting defensive player of the year. I think, you know, obviously, uh, obviously DBs can win it. I mean, we saw Gilmore win it last year. Uh, you know, it was Charles Woodson going back to the year that Revis should have won it. The, like DBs can win it. Um, I think, middle linebackers like Luke Keekley won it a few years ago that's still possible but I think we're just we're in an age now where passing is such a <clears throat> such a huge part of the game and just such an overwhelming part of the game that pass rushing is even that much more important than it was you know 10 years ago and it was always important but I think now the real game-changing difference makers on defense are going to be those pass rushers so I, I mean I don't know who who I would who I would bet I'm going to stay away from that but I think my advice would just be if you're going with a if you're going with somebody there you got to go with a pass rusher and to kind of round out the futures I'll go with a little New York flavor DraftKings actually has a pretty cool um pretty cool little uh I don't I don't even know if you would call it a prop bet necessarily, but they have uh on their season leaders, so you know, your passing yards leader, passing T D rushing yards leader, those are all, you know, all league wide. They actually have a little subsection if you go all the way over to team receiving yards leader. And it's just the New York Giants, which I'm a New York sports writer, that obviously speaks to me a little bit. Uh they've got this is Team receiving yards leader for the Giants. I got Sterling Shepard plus 250, Golden Tate plus 275, Barry Slayton plus 300, Evan Engram plus 350, and uh, Saquon Barkley plus 900. I kind of like Darius Slayton in this spot. I know people are going to expect, you know, sophomore slump kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's something to be wary of, I'm sure. But <clears throat> if you look at the rest of the board, Saquon Barkley, I mean, those are crazy odds. So if you want to throw a little bit on him just and just, you know, expect that the receiving core is not going to be great, that's not a terrible play. But I think with Jason Garrett coming in, you've seen how he's used Ezekiel Elliott in the past. Uh, I think Barkley's going to be doing a lot of work on the ground. Obviously, he's still going to be a dynamic receiver and all that. But I wouldn't bet the house on him to lead the team in receptions or, uh, excuse me, in receiving yards. Then you have Evan Engram, I mean, he's never played a full season in his career. Dude's made out of glass. I, I hope he's healthy, but I just I wouldn't expect him to be. You have Golden Tate, who's very similar, um, at least in, in my eyes. I, to me, he's, he's an injury threat, too. I mean, he's already, you see, a few days ago, he was day-to-day, -day and he's missing practice and stuff like that. I mean, he's getting up there in age, uh, you know, hamstring. You don't love to see guys have hamstring injuries uh, kind of at this point in their career when he's on the wrong side of 30. That's not something that I'm, you know, I, I don't know if I'd be too confident that he's going to be playing the full season. Sterling Shepard, I think, is a good guy, but out of his first four seasons, he's only played full season twice. 
never gone over 872 yards. Doesn't really, uh, I mean, he might have a, a connection with Daniel Jones. We don't really know for sure because we haven't really seen much with no preseason. So that's been tough. Uh, but I don't, I don't love him at that spot either. And he's, he's the favorite right now, plus 250, which I kind of like, I, I do kind of like Slayton in this spot. I think his odds are decent. You have him plus 300. He had 740 yards in his rookie season uh, in 14 games. And that was really, you know, he didn't start coming on until a little bit later in the year. I mean, you look at week one, he had a good week, 82 yards, but that was three receptions. So he, you know, it's big one, but then he had 13 yards in week two, 62 in week four, 32 in week five, 28 uh, in weeks, or excuse yeah. 32 in week four, 28 in week five, 50 in week six, six in week seven, 121 in week eight. And that was kind of when he really took off. He missed the last two games in the season. So again, he's somebody that, you know, really all football players you worry about with injury, but he really kind of took off once Daniel Jones kind of came in, got his feet wet. Uh, that Jets game, I was at that game. Slayton was all over the field. Uh, Daniel Jones, for all his turnover warts, and, you know, I, I don't know if he's definitely going to be, you know, a star in the in the sense that Eli Manning was, you know, a, a winner. But I think Daniel Jones, he's shown enough where you can be pretty confident um, in him and his connection with Darius Slate and those two guys, rookies together. You would hope that that kind of connection carries over. So if you're looking for a weird little prop bet kind of thing to go before the season starts – and you're a Giants fan, especially. I think this is a uh, a really cool play. And then DraftKings, I would never take any of them, I don't think. Um, but they have some interesting specials. They have week one starting quarterback for the Bears. Foles is minus 150. Trubisky plus 118. I, I haven't paid enough attention to the Bears to know what would be the play there. I guess Foles seems like he's the guy. And, I mean, knowing what we know about both of their history, he would make sense. But that's an interesting little play. And then they actually, <laughs> in the way that they write it, in the weird way that Cam Newton writes his Instagram captions, but they have Cam Newton specials and <clears throat> basically just have him matched up against Brady, the guy he's taking over for in, in New England, and Bridgewater, the guy that's taking over for him in Carolina. So player to have most passing touchdowns, uh, they have both of those listed. Brady is – and it's – not all three together. It's Brady versus Newton, and then they have another one, Bridgewater versus Newton. So they have Brady minus 670, Newton plus 470. If you really believe in the Pats, maybe that's a play you, you sprinkle a little, a little bit on, on Cam. Uh, the Bridgewater one is, is a little bit more of a, uh, I'd say, a safer bet, safer play, either way you want to go with it, um, because you just you don't you don't have to throw a ton of money on it if you're anti-cam and you can still win a little bit if you're pro-cam. Um, between Bridgewater and Newton, Bridgewater minus 134, cam plus 110. Then they have passing yards as well on that. I'm going to stay away from those because, one, I don't want to root for Brady or Cam Newton just as much as I hate the Patriots. Um, I like Bridgewater. He's with the Jets for a hot second, but it's just there's just not a play that I – would feel all that comfortable diving into. But it's an interesting little thing. Um, I like looking around on DraftKings and just kind of perusing um, 
checking different things out. This, this is probably the most interesting of uh, these kind of specials that I've seen on any site. But you can find stuff like this all over the place. Um, and it's, it's always going to be always going to be a fun time just kind of like kind of thinking about it at least. And, you know, if, if you feel like you can get some value somewhere, go for it. Um, but yeah, that's really, uh, that's really my, uh, my initial take on football futures. Uh, I'll dive into week one right now, actually with, uh, having talked chiefs Texans yet. This one's a tough one. I kind of mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Um, it's just not having a preseason, not seeing really anything from these teams in training camp. There's a lot of uncertainty going into this week one. I think for me personally, my play is the over on points right now. It's looking like the best you can get the over is um, 53 and a half on points bet right now. That's a, that's not a bad little play in my mind. Um, I think my score prediction actually is my score prediction is 38, 28 chiefs win. The only thing that kind of scares me about this is that these teams haven't played preseason. They might come out a little rusty. Uh, they might not look like they're completely firing on all cylinders. It might take a couple of weeks for these teams to, to kind of really gel. I think that's going to be true across most of the league, but I think, Texans Chiefs is a game where you can feel a little bit safer on that over because the Chiefs are basically bringing back the whole squad from the Super Bowl and you know Mahomes and Watson can light it up they can go back and forth I think this can turn out turn into a shootout even though these teams might still be like working out a few kinks here and there I just think if there was a if there was an opening night game that you would bet the over this is one of them uh, if there were you know, better defensive matchups in this, I would be, I would be calling for the under. Uh, and I think probably week one, I'm, I'm going to be looking at a lot of the unders just for that simple reason alone. Uh, but right now I think, I think the over between chiefs and Texans is, is my play in that first game. I could be way off and I could be way wrong about that. Um, but I would definitely go with the over for me, the money line on either team just, doesn't doesn't do it for me. I think the Chiefs are just such a heavy favorite in this that I, I would really stay away from that. If you can get Chiefs at minus nine and a half, I don't think that's a bad play. But I, I I'm always wary of uh, of two score two score favorites. And you know nine and a half, you got to win by two scores. That's a tough one for me. And that's why I'm really looking at that over. And especially if you can get it at fifty three and a half right now, points bet. That's a pretty solid play. If it drops any lower, like if it drops to 52 and a half, 52, I'd be all over that for sure. Because think about it, you need 54 points, 34, 34, 31, 33, 31, you know, anything in that range, 28, 35, you're hitting. You're hitting on all those scores. Um, and I really – I feel pretty confident saying the Chiefs are going to go 30, over 30. Uh, it's just – is this going to be a complete blowout or is Watson going to be able to keep the chiefs or the Texans in this long enough? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I guess I think this, this year especially is, is such a weird, weird time. Um, and I guess we'll start seeing some betting trends uh, form as the year goes on. But for now, that's all I got for you. Um, like I said, NHL, I've basically just been betting 
Isles money line and Isles series lines, and I've cleaned up just from how hot they've been. Uh, if that stops, my my winning stops. So hopefully, uh, knock on wood, that keeps going. NBA, I've I've had a really tough time going with NBA early on. I did well with uh, betting the overs, but I think the books have kind of uh, have kind of readjusted to how easy it is to score in the NBA bubble. That backdrop behind the basket, and uh, you know just just the whole atmosphere of the bubble itself has made it really, really easy for shooters. So I think books have kind of adjusted to that. Uh, I had success in the first round. I think it was the, uh, I forget what day it was, but it was the day the Mavericks won game two. I faded pretty, I faded every game one winner. And I think I went two for two on that, but I won the Mavericks who were big underdogs. So I was in the black on that. Generally, I like fading game, game one winners uh, and going with, with the team that's down. Oh, one. I, if I made it into Jersey, I probably would have done that on the Raptors and gotten bit by it. Uh, I wouldn't have done it on the, on the heat. Cause I'm actually very high on the heat. I think they are a sneaky, sneaky title contender right now. Um, but yeah, so far, at least in the last couple weeks, I've stayed away from the NBA because I think it's just it's very very hard betting on some of these games with uh, with all the changes and all the different variables. But you know, with that said, it's been it's been fun kind of uh, having a million different things to bet on so far. Uh, you know, in the last couple of months after having nothing for a while, so uh, I guess that 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 probably wraps it up. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, to break down or go over or whatever we'll uh we'll be back see maybe if i can get a guest on and we can go through some uh some week one lines for the sunday games um hopefully we'll get that up next week and we'll uh we'll have a, a big nfl uh nfl pregame show later on we'll do some college football stuff once once that starts ramping up because there are games now but i mean even me i'm a i'm a dgen better and I'm not, I'm not jumping at the bit or, you know, I'm not chomping at the bit to bet on Central Arkansas, Austin P. That's not, that's not really up my wheelhouse uh, or in my wheelhouse right now. So later on, we'll do some college football. I guess <clears throat> definitely we'll do some NBA stuff. Uh, so when the Stanley Cup finals start rolling around, we'll, we'll do something on that. Um, but again, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts, and a couple other places I'm forgetting. But basically, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find Small Ball Radio. Give me a follow on Twitter at DWSmall8 and follow the pod at Small Ball Radio. We're also on Facebook at Small Ball Radio. So give us a, give us a like over there to, to kind of stay updated and stay uh, you know, up with the latest of what's going on with the show. <clears throat> As I'm coughing here and breathing, sighing deeply, um, I guess that's it. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>